I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply, if rated PG. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. Hi, I'm Matthew Appleby, Horticulture Week editor, and welcome to the Horticulture Week podcast. Intelligent and efficient use of light is a cornerstone of modern controlled environmental agriculture, and Current offers a complete range of professional LED lighting fixtures and hybrid solutions for indoor and greenhouse horticultural applications, from propagation and microgreen production through to year-round scalable lighting for large indoor farms and commercial greenhouses. And today I'm with Sally Thomas, who is the commercial operations manager, and Malcolm Yare, who is horticulture business development manager. So welcome, Sally. Hi, Matthew. Hi, good to meet you. And hello there, Malcolm. Hi, Matt. Good to meet you as well. Excellent. Well, just to start with, Sally, how did you get into the horticulture industry? How did it all start for you? So I have been in the lighting industry for about 16 years now, specifically with LED lighting um, and with current for 11 years. Um, My background before that, I actually live around the countryside on farms, went to an agricultural university. Um, And so the two have sort of moulded together into this sort of horticulture, agricultural sort of environment with LED lighting. So it's kind of like a bit of a natural progression for me to get into this industry. That sounds like a perfect combination. And what about you, Malcolm? What's your background? Well, similar to Sally, I guess, in that um, I've been in the uh, the general lighting uh, industry for what, 23 years now. And um, I've been involved in horticulture lighting since 2009. And when I joined G Current um, back in 2016, we as a business have been very successful in uh, North America and Asia Pacific. And what we wanted to do was to bring that sort of same business model into Europe. So uh, I was responsible in, uh, in, in leading that. You sound like a, a fellow northerner like me. I am. I'm from uh, probably the closest town you might know is Middlesbrough. I live in a small market town called Gisborough, which is right on the edge of the North Yorkshire Moors. The end of the North, he used to call it. Yes, <laughs> exactly. That's it. 
now we've got the ball rolling, we'll start off with you, Malcolm, about the business and the technical side of things. So um, how has the use of um, supplemental lighting changed the way that growers grow their crops in recent times? Growers have realised that supplementing the natural daylight, which is free, of course, uh, with uh, artificial lighting, raises the overall growth lighting levels within their facility. And this enhances the photosynthesis and the net result is the improved growth uh, and quality of, of the plants, which produces more marketable crops with less wastage. I'm also seeing more growers are using supplemental lighting to extend the normal uh, growing season to be able to grow all year round, which includes the winter crops. And this is particularly in areas with long and dark winters. Great. So you've seen the lighting market changing and are you seeing any trends happening? The growers that I've spoken to have expressed an increased concern around sustainability and they have an ambition to move from their traditional HPS to LED fixtures to save energy and lower their carbon footprint. In addition to that, I'm also seeing a rising trend of indoor or vertical farming applications where typically there isn't any natural daylight at all. And this has been replaced by artificial lighting as a primary light source for the photosynthesis. Oh, yeah. Now, I had to look up HPS before. High pressure sodium, <laughs> which shows That's my That's right. Sorry, high pressure sodium. <laughs> yeah, HPS. Shows my ignorance, but uh, I think everyone knows what LEDs now, aren't they? But a lot of people are getting into LEDs. Um, in that transition, how green is it? Um, there's still energy being used. So what's the sort of score there? Well, the LED fixtures can be around 50% more efficient than traditional HPS fixtures when you compare them like for like in terms of the light output. So this represents a massive sort of 50% energy saving. The HPS fixtures also provide a lot of the radiant heat as well in the form of the infrared radiation. And this blasts the plant from above. Uh, with LED fixtures, you don't uh, have this radiant heat, which can be uh, also be seen as a benefit. And this is because there will be a reduced um, transpiration and evaporation rate from the crop itself, which reduces the overall amount of water being used. And incidentally, if you do need uh, heating, you know, particularly in some of the northern European countries, heat can be generated much more efficiently uh, in, in other ways. For example, oil-filled uh, heat pipes at, at, at ground level, for example. So what are, what are growers saying to you about switching from HPS to LED? What, what sort of questions are they asking you? With the financial options that we've put into place, we've helped remove some of those initial barriers or obstacles from uh, requiring the initial capex up front. So the vast majority of our conversations now are around really how to transition from the HPS to LED, because there are a few factors that you need to take into consideration as part of that change. For example, it could be crop temperatures, irrigation and fertility rates, and the overall lighting strategy. And we have the plant scientists and the application engineers available within our team to help the grower make those kind of informed decisions. Now, we're going to go on to the financial matters in a, in a minute, but what do you think, Malcolm, are the, are the top three things, say, that greenhouse growers need to consider when they start to think about upgrading their operations? We understand that changing or upgrading any part of any carefully balanced working operation, you know, could be daunting and can bring an element of risk. And that's why I think it's really important for growers to firstly work with trusted experts um, who will work with them as part of a long-term partnership, as opposed to kind of a short-term sales transaction. 
And secondly, is to partner with a company that can help facilitate the funding to alleviate that upfront capex. And thirdly, but by no means least, is to partner with a company that will work with them to provide a customized solution. And what I mean by that is a company that will calculate their supplemental lighting requirements based on their kind of the, the local weather information or the greenhouse location, produce a tailored lighting design or light plan, which is designed around their greenhouse infrastructure to minimize the installation time and costs. And it also provides the optimum fixture spacing and quantities to achieve the minimum required supplemental lighting levels and achieve great uniformity within the greenhouse. Now that leads us on quite nicely to talking about the finances, Sally, and uh, I know that's your area. So how, how difficult is it for growers to um, secure financial support for their horticultural projects? You know, whether that's uh, building a new greenhouse um, facility or updating even a, a sort of legacy lighting system. It's not that difficult at all, really. It all depends on who you're talking to and talking to the right people. Um, your traditional sort of financiers sometimes don't understand the horticultural business and the business model, you know, the seasonality and things like that. So it, it sometimes it can we can struggle a little bit with your traditional sort of financiers. However, what we've sort of done is sort of partner with a few niche people who have got funds available for energy upgrades or funds available for farm diversification, things like that. So it, it's not difficult. It is a bit time consuming, but it's, it's speaking to the right people really is the key. Okay. No, I know growers are always worried about their finances with everything going up and down constantly in roller coaster years that we've had recently. So what's the best way for growers to approach an expensive upgrade? So, so it's about sort of speaking to people and about the financing up front, really. It, it's a good way of doing it is by speaking to the partners who have got a plethora of people behind them, whether that's designers, your installers, you know, whether that's the lighting or whether that's building a new construction of greenhouse as well. Um, it's good to also sort of speak about those financing options straight away because sometimes they don't realise actually what options are available to them to help finance those projects, whether that's in the form of a grant or a loan or subsidies or different types of financing options. So how's the way that you work with finance partners and customers changed um, over the years? So we used to be part of the big General Electric umbrella um, where we had GE Capital sat next to us with all our expertise. The way it's changed really is because GE Capital sort of wanted to go after the big blue chip companies. They were looking at the big multi-million pound financing deals. The way it's changed now, because we are now our own company, G Current, a Daintree company, we're a bit more flexible. We can partner with the smaller financing firms who have got these funds available for these type of energy saving projects. Um, we, we've got a number of different people we can work with as well. Um, but we've also drawn on all of that experience we've had being as big part of sort of GE and with the financing side of the business. So we sort of combined the two. So what, what options are available, um, you know, if someone is actually going to go for it and looking to finance a lighting upgrade? There's lots of options available to people. So you can go for your straight bank loan. You can go for lighting as a service. Um, you could go for subsidies, grants, depending on the area and the crop that you're, you're, you're growing. 
it, it depends on what subsidies or grants that could be available. Um, there's different options, whether it's on balance sheet financing, off balance sheet financing, so using capital expenditure and using having a loan, or whether it's using uh, your sort of operational and OPEX um, models, which can take it off balance sheet for people. So when, when growers are researching their options, who do they talk to about grants and, and loans and the other options that they might have? So a good place to start is like government websites um, to see what options are available because the government do have a lot of incentives for farm diversification or green energy projects. Um, another good place to start is your traditional land agents. They, they keep up to date with the latest trends and financing options and actually uh, there's a load of organisational bodies that can offer subsidies and um, grants. Also, people like ourselves, you know, where we've got a plethora of people that we partner with for all the different um, options that, you know, I've sort of spoken about. So that's where I would sort of suggest people to start from. Now, what are the advantages of off-balance sheet finance? Now, what, what, first of all, what is off-balance sheet finance? So off-balance sheet finance is where you have your assets and debts not on your balance sheet. So it's in this instance, it's generally known as lighting as a service. It's where the lighting is paid for on a monthly sort of subscription rather than a capex and you've got all your assets and your debt on your balance sheet in simple terms <laughs> okay no that sounds good so lighting as a service so how, how does that work so it's kind of like a subscription to lighting a bit like your mobile phone and you have you subscribe to your mobile phone and pay for a monthly bill it's very much like that so you've you pay for a light level or a light quality that level of light quality is monitored by ourselves and you're always guaranteed that sort of light level. It's an all round sort of package as well, where you've got your maintenance taken care of. If something goes wrong, we come in, we fix it, make sure everything's okay. So all the growing needs to concentrate on is growing the plants. We know the quality of light is going to be there for them. And it's a monthly subscription. So what that can also mean is, like we've mentioned, it's off balance sheet. It's our operational cost um, to, the, to the business. That also means that your sort of lighting upgrade scenario, this operational cost can actually come out of some of the savings that you're achieving from your energy consumption. Okay, right. So this is lighting of a as a service. Is that, is that better than traditional higher purchase finance? So it's very specific for the customers. Um, your lighting as a service is a one-stop shop where you don't have to worry about it. It's a non-touch scenario where you don't have to worry about your lighting. It's maintenance-free for the grower. Your other traditional ways of financing are, you know, as we all know, you sort of pay interest on a loan or you pay a certain amount every month. So there's no better option, not so good option, because it all depends on the project, all depends on the company. Okay. And at what point do you bring in the conversation about financing? As soon as possible. It's, it's, as with anything to do with finance, it takes time to set up. It's best to do it straight away, even if you have never even thought about 
financing being an option because there's so many different options it's great to look into what we can do for people straight away see how we can help see what options are available um, because it, it may absolutely make sense to go the financing route versus struggling to get a capex uh, built up that all sounds quite reassuring so are there any trends that you're seeing um, in the way that growers are financing um, their large purchases like lighting upgrades? I wouldn't say there's a trend down this particular route. I suppose the biggest trend is that what we're seeing is people are, they are adopting finance um, rather than spending the capex because that capex can be utilised elsewhere. So the trend is people are fi using finance more and more to pay for these big projects. Um, in regards to what type of financing people are, are going for, there isn't really one trend over another because it is very specific for the customers and for the projects. Okay. Now we've learned quite a lot about the uh, the finance and the business and the technical side of uh, LEDs for growers, which has been brilliant and it's certainly opened my eyes. But now I want to go on to something a bit more lighthearted just to wrap it all up with. Now, Malcolm, if you were stuck on a desert island. There'd be no glass houses, there'd be no LED lights, but I'm gonna I'm gonna allow you to take one plant which you couldn't live without. What would it be? Uh, for me, I would like to hope it would be a, a Caribbean desert island with lots of uh, white rum. So I'd love to have some uh, some mint there on my uh, mojitos. Excellent, I love it. Yeah, that's one of the best answers we've had. And uh, what about you, Sally? What do you what would you take? Oh, I'm a sucker for strawberries, so I would definitely take a strawberry plant. So I could uh, eat strawberries all day. Brilliant. Two luxury items, mint and, mint and strawberries. Okay. Well, thank you very much to the pair of you. Thank you very much to Sally Thomas and to Malcolm Yeah. And this has been Matthew Appleby from Horticulture Week. And this is the Horticulture Week podcast. And I've been with Current. Make sure you never miss a Horticulture Week podcast because you can subscribe or follow Hort Week podcasts via Apple iTunes, Spotify or Google Podcasts or your preferred podcast platform. So once again, thanks very much. And until next time, goodbye. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. 
That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.